Hello ho, and welcome everyone to the Riverfront Red Show. This is episode number 521 of the world's most dangerous podcast where we discuss the Cincinnati Reds and occasionally Mordecai Three Finger Brown. I'm your host Nate Dawson. With me this week is just an eclectic mix of Reds fans. We'll start at the top. You know him, you love him. Chad Dawson, how are you, Chad? Now, you do know me and you do love me. Well, I know you. Okay. Well, <laughs> glad, to, glad to be here, Nate. Good to talk to you again, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming back, it's been a while. I haven't seen him. We're glad to see him. Chris Garber. Well, Chris, how are you, bud? Doing well. Thank you. Awesome. And rounding out this Motley crew is Wick Terrell from RedReporter.com. Wick, what's going on, my guy? Oh, not much. I'm, I'm glad to be back here talking baseball, both uh, both current and past uh, this evening. I love it. I had to get these guys on today because there has been quite literally no newsworthy events in Redsland this week. So we are getting together to draft the all-time Reds team. Anybody that listens to this show regularly knows I'm a sucker for a draft. And I'm not equipped enough with the uh, historical knowledge to do this without these three people that are joining me tonight. So we're going to jump right into that. But before we do... Please head on over to YouTube and do the whole like, subscribe thing. Go to your favorite podcast app. We appreciate it. It helps. And most importantly, huge shout out to our Patreon family. Um, could not do this without them. So if you want to join that family and take part in all the ridiculous banter going on constantly in the Slack channel and get a few gifts in the process, head on over to patreon.com slash Riverfront Cincy. Guys, there is really only one sort of newsworthy thing I want to get your all's thoughts on, and that is... The Angelos family has agreed to sell the Baltimore Orioles. Do you think Bob will take the hint? Do you think he'll see the opportunity to make some money? And is there any hope? What I th- what I fear is that Bob is going to sell the team to the Angelos family. <laughs> it's the worst of all possible scenarios. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Well, the, the one thing that stood out to me is that the the, the Orioles, where they are financially, uh, when they chose to sell, is something that very, very closely mimics what the Reds have been doing, which is shedding all long-term obligations and building up a farm system that looks like it's bright and promising going forward, and the future is all right there. And that's what the Orioles have been doing. And they won games last year with a very young team. They've, once again, all the top 100 prospect lists are coming out, and it's littered with Orioles and littered with Reds. Um, they're, they're, they're parallel franchises in a lot of ways, except for the fact that the Orioles actually won games last year and the Reds haven't really done that yet. We hope that will happen this year. Um, but it's their, their business models have been very, very similar over the last couple of years. Um, it's, it's interesting to see the Orioles going for what? One, one, seven, five billion, I believe, despite the, um, uh, uh, overlap with the nationals and their TV coverage and everything else. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing to think about considering, um, where they are. If you look at them, you know, just kind of at the, the base of their baseball operations right now. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to believe it means anything other than the Angelos. Uh, they're, they're never actually going to open the books. But you've kind of been on this for a little while, Wick. You've been saying that if you wanted to read the tea leaves, they're out there. So we're going to keep an eye on that. What um, they made basically tenfold on their money over the yeah. 25 odd years they own the team. Is that roughly it? That was what I read. So not a, not a bad. One hundred seventy-three million to one point seven billion. That's a good couple of years at the office. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing across the league, I thought could be worth touching on the. Uh, did y'all see that the Tigers signed 
you know, one of their, I guess, probably their top prospect and soon-to-be rookie, Colt Keith, to a long-term deal. Um, he is a guy. He's I don't know that he's as highly touted as some of our young young studs, but they locked him up for I think it was seven years plus a team option for three more, something like that. Maybe it's ten years and then three more options, but. Um, something that we've been clamoring for the team to do here on this podcast for quite some time. I just want to go around real quick and see uh, if you could pick one Reds player that you would lock up long term, who would it be? And you can't pick the same person. Mm. <laughs> who gets to go first? <laughs> because everybody wants the same guy. You guys don't want to Wick, you go first. So I'm going to go with a guy who is twice a first-round draft pick and also the team leader in wins above replacement last year in Matt McClain. Um, I think he's the right age to lock somebody up for about eight years. Um, he's the right age for somebody to want to agree to that because after that you'd be in your 30s and you want to go ahead and get paid in your 29, 30, 31 year era. You lock somebody up at 21 for six, seven years. That's in the perfect position for them to leave you after that because, boom, you're 27 years old hitting free agency. Um, I think Plain's the safest bet. And uh, for a small market team that hasn't yet sold for $1.7 billion, I think that's the way you would go with your uh, with your front office decision. So I'll, I'll take Matt McLean. I like it. No argument here. Chris, who do you think? Uh, I can't say Matt McLean anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Wick. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he's by far the best choice and the best bet. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think I'd like to have probably another one of the pitchers then if I got to go with it. Like, um, I don't know. I think Andrew Abbott may be the, like, if you can just say, I'm going to have Andrew Abbott for eight years at like mm-hmm. some reasonable level of money. I don't know. That's a terrible idea, but whatever. Yeah. No. Why do you want to lock up a minor league reliever? Hunter yeah. Hunter Green. Oh, they already already did Hunter Green. Um that's what when they when they signed Hunter Green, not to to divert too much, but that's what made me think, oh, here we go. Maybe they're actually going to do this thing that you know that we just saw the Tigers do, that we saw the Braves do, that this is what teams do. So it's a and it's a good way to kind of manage your roster. To me, it's Ellie de la Cruz. Um now I know there's a Scott Boris thing and whether you'll be able to do that or not, but um that's the guy that I, I think gives brings excitement to the fan base uh, when you lock that guy up. So there's some PR value to it as well. Uh, there's PR value to locking up McLean or Avery, these other guys as well. But uh, but for me, it's it's Ellie. So yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I'll round it out by going with my guy Noel V. Marte. Um, I still wish Luis Castillo Castillo was on this team. Uh, we might get to him a little bit later, but <laughs> um, I think Noel V. Marte is a like he's a dude. And I think uh, he's going to be around for a long time anyway. Let's let's get him get him paid wise at. All right, enough nonsense. Let's get into the all-time Cincinnati Reds draft. So what we're trying to do here is construct a roster by drafting one player for each each position. That includes starting pitcher, relief pitcher, and DH. Um, and the strategy is up to you. You can put the best team, just your favorite players, knowing Chad and Chris. This could go off the rails immediately, and you guys just start drafting. Rosters made up of only guys named Heine. <laughs> probably get closer than you would think. Um, Scott, Scott, Scott Hyman was on my list. Yes. So, 
We'll uh, try to put these together so that we can let the interwebs decide who won. Um, DH is going to be a wild card spot, so whoever you uh, feel like fits their best. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I have got a little random order generator here, and we'll see who goes first. It'll be a snake draft. And let's see what we got. I'm going to do it again because I get a lot of flack every time it puts me first. Oh, see, I thought okay. I was tanking. <laughs> My Andrew Abbott answer was tanking to get the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> if you would have gone from boy Graham Ashcraft, then maybe. But you are the second pick. Wick, you were going to bat lead off. Chris, oh, you're boy. in the two hole. I'm batting third. And Chad, you get the wraparound pick at fourth. So it's at this point where I wonder whether or not Frank Robinson, I could legally slot him in as my third baseman because he did get, I think, 13 games played there and maybe 11 starts in his career before they found out he really couldn't play third base quite as well as he could play everywhere else in the field. Um, you know, I'm going to take Frank either way. I'll figure out where I put him in my lineup because he played so many different spots. But uh, for for my money, the greatest hitter in Cincinnati Reds history. And yeah, Frank Robinson. That's a pretty strong pick. I think he might end up uh, having to slot into that DH role, but uh, he's Frank Robinson. We'll find a place for him in the lineup. I trust Frank's glove. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. Number I'm one overall take, pick, Frank Robinson. So I'm going to go with the guy who I think is probably the best compared to the field at his position. Um, maybe not. There's two guys there, right? But I'm going to take Joe Morgan, second baseman. Mm-hmm. Leave you guys with the Ron Oster and Junior Kennedy and <laughs> there may be there yeah. may be at least one one or two other ones there, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, compared to the field, that's a that's a strong that's pick. pretty strong pick. Yep. Yeah, he had a strong case to be number one overall. Did I blow it with Frank Robinson? Did I? I, I really God, man, just, no. no. Inner circle. Nobody, nobody can make that argument. <laughs> I think uh, the value with Johnny Bench is a heck of a pick. All right, so I'm up third. I'm sorry, Joe Morgan, and I just spoiled my next pick. Uh, I'm going to go with catcher <laughs> Johnny Bench. Um, most important position on the field, best player to ever do it. I'm pretty happy with that one. All right, so it's, it's on me now. You get All two right, so I get two picks. Two picks. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and go – oh, boy, let me see. Now I'm already – you all have uh, mixed me up. I'm going to go – I'm going to go center field here. Okay, and right. um, uh, I didn't really necessarily want to take this guy first round. I thought he might last until a little bit later in the draft. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, and grab him so no one else can get uh, Eddie Milner. I'm going with Eddie Milner in the first round as my center fielder, the only person whose autograph I ever got as a kid. <laughs> my glove, and uh, I immediately within three days left my glove out in the rain, and the autograph disappeared. <laughs> We're gonna go with Eddie Milner, and then I'm gonna go starting pitcher on the, the wraparound pick. And uh, this this is like an obvious one. I'm glad I got a chance to be, get to open the uh, open the uh, scoring on our, our and uh, the creature Robin. Uh, no, Ron Robb is that big head of red hair. Um, just uh, a <laughs> true creature, an incredible nickname. So we'll go with Eddie Milner and Ron Robinson. This is yeah, the, the Todd Van Poppel upset pick going with uh, Ron Robinson instead. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm impressed. I, at first, yeah. I thought you were drafting a Stratomatic team of all uh, like one fielders. But now I have no idea. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Trying to, Come trying on. to figure out. 
Chad's strategy is going to be the most fun strategy. part of this exercise. <laughs> All right, so back to me. I am going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to vote with my heart right here. I'm going to go first base and go Joey Votto. I I, I don't think it's great value. There's that's a little more deep at first base than some of these other positions, but I'm not going to be mad about it. It's a good pick. You can't go wrong with Joey Votto. All right, so we are back to Chris. I'm going to go strong up the middle and take Barry Larkin to go beside Joe Morgan. Boy, what a what what up the middle defense there. Wow. I want to manage Chris's team. (laughs) All right, Uh, quick two in a row. So I'm going to back that up with uh, another uh, positionless outfielder um, who uh, provided the best offensive value I've ever seen uh, in my own personal life and go Eric Davis. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know who's going to play in what position yet. We'll sort that out as we get a little bit further in there, but I am not about to pass on him. Um, and you know what? Let's just go ahead and make a hell of an outfield. Give me Veda Pinson. All right. I'll right back on back. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll man that outfield one way or another with those three and I'll be perfectly fine with it. I was kind of hoping he would fall to this next round, but great pick. Play All right. Defense my, that my turn. Indeed. I'm going to take Kevin Mitchell, 1993. Ooh. Play him in left field. The highest OPS in the history of the Cincinnati Reds with a minimum of 848 plate appearances with the club. Yes. That is why I bought a gel on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted him. I wanted him to be my DH, but no, it didn't last. It's funny. A minute ago, yeah, Wick Wick said something about, you know, great value of greatest offensive player or something or offensive outfit. And I thought he's going to say Kevin Mitchell. Because <laughs> if you didn't see Mitchell that period of time when he was with the Reds, I've, I've literally have never seen a better hitter. It was well, a short period of time. But I really discovered for the guy who had, had intentions on drafting Eddie Miller in the first round. So obviously you <laughs> we were thinking a little bit outside the box there. So, a little yeah. bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> Good pick. All right. Back to me or is – I think it's you. Yeah, right? Yeah, you're okay. Up, let's go with um, you know, I'm gonna go back to second base here and I'm gonna go with a young man named Bid McPhee. Ooh. You know, I watched Bid play a lot when I was growing up. <laughs> Sorry, it's 1882, not 1982. Sorry, but um, the only other Hall of Fame second baseman that the Reds have, uh, played his whole career in Cincy, and you know. I won't win a lot of fan votes, but he was a stud. Good call. We all Good call. I remember us when we all just like imitated his stance in the backyard <laughs> with a wall bat. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, everyone. Apart. <laughs> we had one of those wiffle wall bats with a the uh, you know the um, it, the grip it on like, it was yeah. Yeah, it was like the big the fat wiffle wall bat, but the whole thing was that <laughs> size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bid McPhee. All right, so back to me. Is that right, Nate? Yep, two in a row. Two in a row. All right, so I have a strategy here for these two picks. They kind of go together, okay? So we're going to go first um, with an outfitter. It's going to be a left fielder for me, and it's going to be Lance Nix. Now, and and the reason why we're going with Lance Nix is he's got that random Y in the middle of his uh, first name, <laughs> L-A-Y-N-C-E, and it doesn't need to be there. So um, he's got a little something extra, a little you know, something extra. 
I don't want to tweet the rules of this game too much, but I almost feel obligated to give you Johnny Gomes also and just give you that platoon out there. That's true. Like you, you know should have we- that. You should have that. All right. So uh, it, it, we'll Confirm. have to ask Nate because Nate's the moderator, but can I get both of those as I, one pick? Because well, I think that's my platoon in left field. Let me speak for it because Lance has the extra letter and Johnny is missing one. That's right. That's so I right. I think it is a, a fair trade. The most the natural platoon there ever was. Yes. One complete player. <laughs> Yeah, sustain, right. counselor. There we go. So my left fielder is uh, going to be uh, Lance, Lance Nix and uh, Johnny Gomes. So, I, but I, my next pick also has a, and again, you'll see where I'm going here, an extra letter in his name. I'm going catcher, and uh, you know, I wanted Johnny Bench, but since I couldn't get Johnny Bench, I'll take the second best catcher on the board, which is Dan Bilardello. Two ends, D A N N, Dan Bilardello. He didn't need. He didn't need both ends. In his name, but he got him. So, Dan Bilardello, Chad, you are a menace, and I'm here for it. Top that, Nate. Yeah, come on. No, I, can't. I got the, no. Actually, the internet, I'm going to quit the, the internet. Will the internet will pick my team? The internet. I'm going to win this. You all know this. That's all I'm about. He's going to auto draft. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with a questionable value, but a very, very shallow position. I'm going with relief pitcher, and I'm going with the Cuban Missile himself, Heraldus Chapman. Top relief pitcher on the board? What do you think? I think so. It's got to be, right? They rolled us. I don't know. I like like my guy. I like my guy. I'm going to have to draft him now just to get him out there. Oh, Logan (laughs) Andrusek incoming. (laughs) Oh man! All right, Chris, you're up. Look at you, Garber. I am. Uh, let's see, what do I need? I need a third baseman. I think I want to go with uh, 1939, 1940 red Bill Werber. Ah, Bill Werber. I remember the Jungle Cats and uh, an author of a pretty good book. And uh, an underrated uh, player in Reds history because that the, you know 39, 40 teams. Obviously, no one talks about him uh, because that was a long time ago. But, um, you know, one of the only championship teams. And Werber, man, made that team go. And that whole story, you mean, he, Chris mentioned the Jungle Cats. But that's such a, it's, a, it's a dumb story, but it's a fun story. And that was a, that was a fun team. And uh, Werber was kind of the straw that stirred the drink there. So Yeah, I mean, 362 on base percentage in the, the time he was with the Reds. Um, stole a few bases, played really good defense at third. And like Chad said, was kind of the leader of the team. So. I need some season, season Kevin Mitchell a little bit. <laughs> can he? Can he? Do you think he can? His uh, his presence will be able to rein Kevin Mitchell's uh, excesses in a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Doubtful. Yeah. Doubtful. I don't know. Well, you know what? I probably shouldn't have put a jungle cat next to Mitch. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> a deep pull. <laughs> uh, All right, we got Wick with the wraparound picks. All right, so I'm going to jump to catcher. Uh, did Johnny Bench ever hit 300 in a full season? He did not. Did Johnny Bench ever post an on-base percentage of 385 in a full season? He did not. Did Johnny Bench ever post a slugging percentage of 551 in a single season? Believe it or not, he did not. Much less than he do all those three things in the same year, which Ed Bailey did. So I'm going to take Ed Bailey as my catcher. Wow. And then Ed Bailey. Then Ed Bailey is not better than Johnny Bench, but those are fun stats to think about. In the long term, so yeah. Ed Bailey off the board before another Hall of Fame catcher. Impressive. It's off the rails here. 
Eddie Tobinsy, right? Uh, and then, I like it. And yep. then I would I would feel terrible about myself if I waited any longer to take Bip Roberts. So I'm going to take Bip Roberts, and he's going to be my second baseman. So nice. that's nice. Bip appreciates nice that. Very strong. Oh boy, there's uh, a lot of good players left. I think I need to get a pitcher. Um, and I think I'm going to take Tom Seaver. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Hard to argue with that one. Is that the first starting pitcher off the board? No, Ron Robinson. Ron Robinson is a swing man. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. True creature. Come on, man. Gosh. He almost threw two perfect games. Almost. He threw, he threw zero, but he almost threw two. You know, a real Dave Steve, that guy. Yeah. Real Dave Steve. Classic Steve. All right, so I need an outfield. I got nothing going on out there right now. So I'm going to do what must be done, and I'm going to go center field. King Griffey Jr. Give me Jr. I thought about saving Why? him for maybe, maybe a DH spot, maybe even right field. I don't know. But, you know, he's the kid. He was the uh, superstar of superstars oh. for a long time in a different, different city and a couple, couple years in Cincinnati, but – Edmonds was still on the board, but not a terrible pick. <laughs> no, you know, Junior, I don't know. Is anyone else? I, I don't want to take us off the rails here, Nate, but um, Junior was pretty good in Cincinnati. <laughs> if you if you look at his numbers, right? People I mean, he was pretty good. And he got a bunch, and I understand he was injured and all that, and he never was the Junior of Seattle. But I don't know, that that whole thing just makes me sad. Just hearing, thinking about him, his his tenure just makes me sad. In his career in Cincinnati, he had a 122 OPS plus and an 876 OPS. Like the guy was raking. But he couldn't decide what number he wanted to wear, you know? And when you do that, you can't retire it. And then it's, uh, you know. Complicates things. Yeah. Almost didn't draft him because of that. You got to swap jerseys back in and get them redone. Yeah. And just, did, mm. yeah. And, and they're having to wash who knows how many jerseys. I mean, you know, who can keep track? <laughs> All right. So is it back to me? Indeed. Right, where am I going to go? There's so many places to go. Well, I think I'm going to go first base, uh, I think, here. And um, this is a guy that I, I thought about taking earlier because I wasn't sure he'd make it all the way to the uh, the fifth round. But uh, I think you're, you're all going to agree this is a solid choice, first base. We're going to go Calvin Pickering. Calvin Pickering. Oh. had uh, He wore pants that were size 58, I think, or something like that. Um, <laughs> that's not a yeah. joke. Calvin, Calvin Pickering's drawers were um, – a subject of, of much amusement at one of the original Reds Fests when they were yeah. for sale in the, the uh, game-worn department. Get out of here. <laughs> and also, also for sale on small craft. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – yeah. if you don't remember the Cal Pickering era, yeah, you missed it. Oh, boy. Hard to miss. Um, yeah, he was, a, he was a healthy young man. <laughs> so now I've got uh, – that's the first infielder I think that I've taken so far. Do I need to go with another infielder or do I go ahead and finish out my outfield? Let's, uh, let's go for uh let's go for second base here. Okay. Second. No, no, I'm going to go shortstop. I, I don't want this guy to go to be taken. Um, an all time legend at the university of Virginia, Phil Gosselin, Phil Gosselin. He, uh, <laughs> He, he was a legend at Virginia, a legend in Cincinnati. He, I think, was on some reality show where he had like 
10 kids or something. I don't know if you remember that show. Um, so, uh, no, who else had a reality show? I mean, I know Deion Sanders hosted Saturday Night Live, but no one else had a reality show. We're going to go Bill Goslin. I don't know. I'm trying too hard here. Sorry, Nate. I'm loving it. Don't stop. So go oh, That's both. That was both, right? to, that yeah, was both. Picker, Pickering and Goslin. Well, I thought about appealing to a certain vintage of Reds fan and drafting only prospects, but that seems <laughs> now I'm not see Chad's strategy. It would have been fine. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna draft with my heart once again. I'm going left field. Give me Dunner. Give me Adam Dunn. Somebody had Adam it. Dunn make and it, it this long. To be me. I, I do appreciate you saying it is your left fielder and not your designated hitter. That's that's an important distinction to make, and I do appreciate that. Yes, the man could steal twenty plus bases. He could. That's true. We, yeah. yeah, we don't it's, care it's about a fact. on my team. Clearly, well, I tell you what: if you, right. if you have late career junior in center field and Adam Dunn in left, uh, there gonna be some balls hitting the gap. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got a chance to listen. Um, <laughs> Seth Shaner. <laughs> Um, had an interview with Scott Hatterberg over at Red Leg Roundtable this week and listening mm-hmm. to Scott Hatterberg talk about Adam Dunn. This, this, all the, the whole entire interview is fantastic. Hatterberg talking about his career, talking about Moneyball, and they get into the time with the Reds and the things he had to say about Adam Dunn were uh, kind of just spot on, kind of what you would hope that Adam Dunn's teammates think about it. <laughs> all right. I am uh, going to go back to another one-year favorite uh, in right field – Shinsu Chu. Ah, yes. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was his on base percentage that one year? It was like 720 or something. Yeah. I mean, it was something just uh, egregious. They got yeah. it literally every time. I mean, how many one year wonders were as good? I mean, you know, there's not been that many. Ron Gant, Mike Cameron. I mean, you know, um, who else? I... Jim Edmonds, <laughs> David Wells. <laughs> Harrison Bader. <laughs> that really happened. The Harrison oh. Bader era. Oh man. Chad broke oh. his uh broke his boycott to go watch Harrison Bader pinch hit. Tommy Pham. <laughs> Tommy Pham's another one year wonder. Yeah. Tommy Pham. Oh my goodness. Oof. Will Myers, Lord. Oh, for Will this, Myers. He was not- he was a red. This is not me taking Will Byers for the record. Um, (laughs) You said it. Sounded like it. Lock it in. Lock it in. (laughs) No, but I will. In lieu of selecting Will Myers, I will go ahead and get my designated hitter out of the way before somebody else jumps at him. He got two starts a designated hitter in his career with the Cincinnati Reds, and they were two fantastic starts at that. Um, Skip Schumacher. Oh, The grit his team all of a sudden. Oh, has. you know what? You just got yourself a manager on the field. There is no, there's no manager category up here. I had to make sure I got one. So, uh, oh, he's playing eight D chess. As if Frank Which, Robinson couldn't do the job, we got Skip. So we got Skip. I don't know whether I'm impressed or disgusted. Speaking of Skip for that. Speaking of Frank, I'm gonna have to move him around on our spreadsheet here. I'm gonna put him at first base and go ahead and call him my first baseman. He spent a lot of time there in '58 and '59. Uh, that opens up right field for me again. And uh, did I say right field? I meant a kicker. I'm gonna go with Paul O'Neill. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was on my list. I like that pick. Two L's. A kicker. I don't understand the reference. 
Uh, it's with your foot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that, me. That, try- that was me trying to get my foot high enough to get on the screen, which I can't do anymore. So that, that was that was my attempt. <laughs> That's funny. I presume everyone uh, knows about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a hundred years now, but that is still uh, my single favorite baseball highlight. I kicked it back to the infield. I, w- I will say this. It might be my second favorite baseball tidbit ever, though. For as fun as the highlight is, go to his baseball reference page and see what foot he kicks with and then click on the link because that is the single best. What is that? What's the what's the word for that? I, um, where they, they embed something in there that you're not expected to be. It's a, a phrase that I'm drawing. E- like Easter egg. Easter egg. It's my favorite Easter egg on the Internet is that Paul O'Neill kicks, kicks left. Kicks left. And it should take you to the YouTube video of him kicking. So shout oh, out to the uh, the folks at Baseball Reference who have that's great have stolen more of my life than I ever anticipated they would since I found them about 10, 12 years ago. But that is my favorite nugget on the internet. So that's as soon as we fantastic. finish here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. It does say kicks left. That is amazing. That's left throws left. I want to. Spend the next three hours trying to find another Easter eggs. That's incredible. The thing is, is that they have plenty of them in there. And the more you look, the more you'll be on there. That is brilliant. I love it. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to pick a uh, a DH of my own. He he uh, was before the DH in the National League, but he belonged there, and that is Kalvoski Daniels. Oh, man. Ooh. How was he not a superstar? Disappointing. I still, I'm still believing him. I sure, I sure like that guy yeah. though. There's still time. No, but <laughs> I go seriously. His numbers with the Reds are Four, 300, 400, 500. Absurd. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's just it's crazy. Injuries. All right. The Reds right, have so many of those guys. I mean, I guess every team probably does, but you know, the Eric Davises of the world. Austin Kearns, yeah. Oh, Austin Kearns, been, yeah. yeah. All right, so I am going to go – let me see here. Do I want to go right field or DH? I'm going to go DH, I think. And I am going to pick Tony Perez. Tony oh, Perez? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will take the top two first basemen and have them on my roster. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was sitting here thinking who who are, who's not who hasn't been taken who the the you know sort of inner inner circle guys that haven't been taken yet and I completely forgot Perez. They're going to take him uh, instead of Cal Pickering. Plenty of RBI opportunities when he's hit. Would you, would you though? Did McPhee? I would. Yeah. Have, would yeah. No. If I if I had just remembered he was still on the board, I would have taken him instead of Calvin <laughs> Pickering. All right, who's up? That's you with two in a row. Two in a row. All right, so let's go with a pair of uh, playoff heroes. A pair of playoff heroes here. Um, playoffs. Field, playoffs. <laughs> I know not um, what you speak. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. These are these are ancient players, obviously. Because, uh, the first dates back three plus decades. Um, but playoff hero. He um, caught a ball, I think, hit by uh, the Pirates' uh, Carmelo Martinez in the uh, in the 1990 National Championship Series. The, the, the game went uh, the game six where they uh, clinched the series. Glenn Braggs, I'm going to put him in right field. Um, okay. You know, uh, a, an all time legend for breaking a bat over his 
while, while swinging over his over his back. Um, Glenn Braggs. Glenn Braggs also came to Cincinnati with uh, in a trade with Billy Bates in exchange for anyone know? Ben Parker? No, no. Ron Robinson, Ron Robinson, Robinson. <laughs> true creature. See, it all comes back around. It all Glenn comes Bragg's back around. An extra consonant. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Glenn has an extra. I should. I wish I, that was my theme. I could have found some more. Um, I like that. We are literally have four people drafting the all-time Reds team, and we have spent the most time talking about the creature, Ron Roberts. Robinson. <laughs> Come on, it's Come the on Ron Robinson guy. cast. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yes. If this we don't get Ron best. Robinson on this show next week, it's <laughs> the most publicity he's gotten literally ever, even since he was playing. Uh, so my next uh, playoff here, I'm going to go uh, on the on the wraparound is going to be um, second baseman hit a huge grand slam in the 1995 National League Championship Series. Uh, Mark Lewis, Ooh-hoo. Mark Lewis, underrated Red. Uh, you know, not really, but I liked him, and he had a big grand slam. <laughs> Hamilton's out. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Top that, guys. Back to me. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You you ask much. I'm going to tug at the heartstrings a little bit right here. Round out my outfield, and I'm going to have a father-son outfield with King Griffey Sr. joining his son in the – Least entertaining baseball game. You you, you could have gone with Big old. Papa Dunn right there. You had you had every opportunity to go with Dunn's dad, and you went with Senior instead. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. It was right it was there. Right for you. there. It was all right there. All right, cut that. Cut that. We're going back. Call the producer. Golly, <laughs> screw you. Screwed that one up. No, uh, all right. Take Senior. He's okay, I guess. Oh gosh. All right, my turn. Robert, what are you what are you looking at here? What what do you need to fill here? Catcher, first base, fielder, a relief pitcher, a first baseman, and a catcher. Nobody else needs a catcher, so I should uh, strategically defer on that. I think nobody else needs a first baseman. Nobody else needs a center fielder. So, kind of do what I want. Um, which is take. Uh, I'm going to take a reliever. I'm going to take a reliever that I like, and it's going to be Rob Murphy. Oh, Rob Murphy. Mid 80s Reds. That's a deep cut. Lefty, right? Lefty, right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who Rob Murphy is. Rob Come Murphy on. was uh, semi famous because he always wore uh, black silk underwear when he pitched. This is the kind it of thing. There's a lot of reporting back in these days on, on guys' pants and underpants. All these years that I could have been famous, <laughs> all we needed <laughs> to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Rob Murphy was a good pitcher, though. He was, he solid. was solid. I yeah. like him. Yeah. All right, we're All back right. to back to Wick. All right, we should we should have some fun here, shouldn't we? Um, well, who do you have left? What do you, what, what positions time. do you need? I need a shortstop, <laughs> a third baseman, and then I need both members of my pitching staff. So, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the mustache himself. Actually, I don't even remember if he had a mustache while he was with the Reds. But give me John Franco. John Franco. That was yeah, other, that's uh, solid. John Franco. My other thought. Good pick. 
He did not have a mustache with the Reds because uh, facial hair had was not yet yeah. a thing in Cincinnati at that time. Yeah, it was only a lot of the mascots at that point, I believe. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Tune in next week. Down from on high. Yeah. How is John Frank week? though? When we draft Reds owners. I'm going to trade down in that draft. <laughs> <laughs> really. God. Get 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 some 2027 picks in that. Yeah, one. I'm going to trade back to another year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how's Franco not in the Reds Hall of Fame? I mean, really, how's John Franco not in the Reds Hall of Fame? You know, Chad, have you read anything about the Reds Hall of Fame lately? All right. Don't mock me for my, <laughs> my choices of uh, topic, but I well, know I'm the only one that cares. But It's it's fresh in your mind, which is why I was asking, because it's not something I've looked at recently <laughs> enough to know. I, I would have assumed he was in there. He is not. He and uh, John Franco and Reggie Sanders are the two that uh, Can, yeah. should be in there. I in there. Ron, Ron Oster is in there. It's true. So, in case you wondered. Yeah. Pedro Borbon is in there. Pedro Borbon. So I need a shortstop and a third baseman. So I'm going to take somebody who I still don't know if they are a shortstop or a third baseman. Um, I'm going to take Ellie De La Cruz. Ooh, I was oh, waiting for the first current era pick. That's a good one. Give me the man. Oh. Give me give me the speed and the arm and he'll sort things out and if he doesn't he's still a three and a half win player and I want that. So I like it. You can move him yep. around the field. Maybe he plays a little center field in the future. Who knows? He'll be out the field somewhere. I love it. Fantastic pick. So after that pick, Wick still has third base and starting pitcher open. Chris, you still mm. have catcher, first base and center field. I've got shortstop and third base. Chad has third base Relief pitcher in DH. Man, that Johnny Gomez pick just just nailed it. Yeah, that's that's strong for sure. Uh, let me see. That's an angry pick. I will not be mocked. I will not be mocked. You cannot mock the the, the Lance Mix dance mix. That's that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you think they talk about out there? Take, um, that's also it's not a platoon. They have to play at the same time. <laughs> Both of them out there. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. I think I need somebody in center field to catch the ball between Chu and Mitchell. And I need some fun on this team. I'm going to go with Billy Hamilton. Oh, Ooh. yes. It's great defense. But are, you gonna clock rules. but are you going to bat him lead off? Yes, I am. <laughs> I was going to bat Willie Tavares lead off if I got him. But... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Good old days. Not a center fielder yet. Will oh darn. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Billy. Sacrificing all offense for a little chaos on the base pass and some defense. Oh, right. Billy Hamilton not win a gold glove. Sorry. Yeah, that's I'm asking. That's kind of madness. How did John Flatter never win a silver slugger? That's insane. It's yeah. nuts. How did Ron Oster get inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with my starting pitcher, and, man, I'm conflicted on this one. I want to – Tom Seaver was a great pick. I think that was Chris. I'm going to go with Jose Rijo. I was leaning somebody else, but I want the guy that uh, was the stalwart in the rotation the last time the Reds won a World Series. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an elite pick right there. Yep. All right. Oh, boy, how do I follow that up? I can't wait to find that. Something dumb, right. I'm sure. 
<laughs> so I'm going to zag here. And uh, so, I, so I took Ron Robinson earlier. You remember this? We were talking about him. True creature, Ron Robinson. I'm going to move him to my bullpen, actually. Because Bruce he pitched out of the pen, right? Because I want a different starting pitcher. I'm going to I'm going to move him into the pen. And my starting pitcher now is going to be Bruce Barini. Bruce Barini or Barini. Um, Are you I don't just know, making people up now? <laughs> <laughs> he was a real guy. 40, 42 baseball reference. He had the uh, 32nd most wins above replacement of Reds starting pitchers. Wait, hold on. The 32nd most in history? No, for the, for the Reds. Yeah, for the that's what I'm saying. He had the 32nd most wins above replacement amongst Reds pitchers in history. Is this true? That would wow, seem to be the case. Possible. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that can't, uh, it can't be right. It is, that's why finding out that Todd Benzinger is like number 40 in hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, so, something, something's wrong, wrong. Something's wrong here because Micah Owings and Dontrell Willis are both ahead of him on these rankings. Well, they got, they got <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to pull out a stat right now that I'm probably wrong on, but it's something that there, that there is a stat. That the answer is the same answer that I'm going to say here. I want to say that it, throughout the, there was a 12 year window from like 1994 to 2006 where the, the red who was drafted and ended up with the highest career wins above replacement was Elmer Desins. Oh yeah, and it was a it was a 12-year window. Uh I, I think it might have my years off on that, but there was a 12-year window where the pitcher that no, yeah, the, the pitcher that the Reds had on their staff who had the most career wins above replacement was Elmer Descends, and it was like 10. Yeah. The is a perfectly cromulent pitcher, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, but no. sorry, I did I don't know why that popped in my head. I was going through the old Red Reporter archives, and I know we had a post about that at some it, point because we couldn't believe it. Um yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like between Rio and uh and Aaron Harang. Basically, yes. Elmer mm-hmm. was the best guy they had. Yeah, yeah, yep. And Rio missed five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, so <laughs> but what's what's a little upsetting is that no one has actually drafted Elmer Descends. I Yet. Yet. There is time. The night's right. still young. Yeah, I think you need another you need another oh. pick. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to go uh, designated hitter here. And um, I don't know. This one seems obvious now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm a little surprised no one else has taken it. But for DH, I'm going to go with Michael Lorenzen. I'm going to, yeah, you know, um, everyone told me he should have been starting in the outfield when he was in Cincinnati. And so uh, we'll, we'll let him, we'll let him bat. Michael Lorenzen. What's that? I like it. Micah Owens was right there. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. You're going to go with Micah Owens. Yeah, yeah but uh, but uh, somebody already mentioned Micah Owens earlier, and sure. so I I wasn't going to do that. Come on. So that's who I'm going to go with, Michael Lorenzen. All right, so I am up on the next to last pick. I still need a shortstop and a third baseman. Um, I'm going to pull a wick here, and which – Sounds like a radar yeah. comment. I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> Turn off your camera. Yikes. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. As much as I like to have a donkey running around the field, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Matt McLean. There you go. I found out today that he is already uh, 19th all-time amongst red shortstops and wins above replacement. Um, really? <laughs> our guy Joe Farsing pointed out that the uh, 
we had a couple guys hold it down for so long in Concepcion and Larkin that there wasn't a, a lot of opportunity for other people. But um, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to regret that pick. Matt McClain well, voted the exact same day as Hunter Green. Oh, exact exact same day, August sixth, I believe. Do you think they celebrate Hunter? their birthdays together? They were both born in Southern California, maybe. Do you maybe. think we could get invited? <laughs> we keep drafting them in this, and we might. Yes. All right. Somebody's I'm got sure. I'm sure they have a. I'm sure they have a little get together down at the Chuck E. Cheese every year. <laughs> we we can snag an invite. I'm sure. What was that uh, right. on that? Yes, <clears throat> Scott had a great interview. He said that um, he used to go out with, with Griffey and some done some of those guys talking about being a superstar. Griffey was. He also said he loved Benny Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> they must have went to every Benny Hanna in every city they played in. Oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Benny Hanna? Solid point. Yeah. All right. So uh, next last pick for you, Chris. I need a catcher. I need a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm going to take Ernie Lombardi. Ooh, I thought you were going to take Scott Hattenberg, but that'll do. How was Ernie Lombardi the fourth catcher taken? Was he the fourth catcher or just the third here? Yeah, how was he the he fourth, was the fourth catcher? Barely eked out Dan Billardello. <clears throat> yeah, I, shout out Ryan Hannigan was uh, was on my short list. Mm. Mm. Shout out Ryan Lavarnway was on my short list. <laughs> There's some good names in the catcher. Catcher rankings: Bubbles Hargrave, Ivy Wingo, Smokey Burgess, Brad Paul Baco. <laughs> Baco. I think there was that guy named Heine down there somewhere. Benito Santiago. Oh, Bento Santiago, one of my favorites. Yeah, Heine nicely. That's <laughs> it. Nicely. Oh my gosh! All right, so Wick, go ahead and make your next Close last. Close it out. I'm gonna go Luis Castillo. I miss him. Yeah, I still, I still miss him. That was between he and uh, Riho for me. I like that pick, Wick. Like, I, I just it, – it was one part that he was good. It's one part that they found him for nothing, from a guy they got for nothing, and he bounced around from the Giants who gave him away. And on top of all that, he wasn't just good. He was like you knew exactly how good he was going to be for every single year. He was with the Reds, and then he went to Seattle and was just as good for them. Just a guy that just is like – that's what you need to top your rotation, whether it's your 1A or whatever. Just I, I, I miss Luis Castillo desperately, yeah. and not to get too far down a rabbit hole here, but as surprising as last year was and as fun as the Wealthy Marte looked like he was last year, it's like if you just had Luis Castillo there instead. Yeah, you know, you're in the playoffs. What, what, yeah. what happens? And if you're in the playoffs, what happens? So anyway, best, best yeah. picture of the, the last few years, and I – I went back and forth between he and Johnny Cueto, and 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 I settled on mm-hmm. Luis Castillo because I put about four seconds of thought into it, and that's the first name that popped in my my <laughs> random random name generator head when I had to. So third base was though that that's that's a tough one. This is a this is a We've spot in, dodging in this, it. this this yeah, franchise three, is, three of us haven't taken thir- third baseman yet. That's yeah, it's been a game, game of chess, and I don't I don't want to steal somebody that you guys have been sitting on either. That's that's been. The other, the other one that's been sitting in the back of my brain is what are you, what are you cooking up down there? Um, but I've already got O'Neill and I've already got Davis, so I got to go Spuds. Give me Spuds. Oh, got to go Spuds. Who's who's that? Buddy Bell? Who I don't understand. Who's, who's Spuds? <laughs> Spuddy, Gus Bell. Spuddy Bell. Give me Chris Sabo. Yep. Chris Sabo. Chris Sabo. Fantastic. My first favorite player. 
Viva La 90 Reds, the, the team that hooked me as a kid. Yep. We had a kid that I went to school with, pretty good athlete himself, and he single-handedly did not get made fun of in school for his rec specs because of yep. Chris Sabo. Yep. <laughs> That's the only reason. Shout out, to Chris Sabo. Shout out to Brian Bentley. Oh, Brian Bentley, yeah, good, good ball player. Good rec specs. <laughs> All right. Chris, um, that's, a, that's a good that's a good pick though. That's a good pick. I Billy Werber and Chris Sabo are now off the board. For I, third I need to pick a first baseman. Um, he's a Cincinnati native. Uh, he, he will be a member of the 2026 <laughs> Cincinnati Reds. I'm going to take Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to take Justin Turner at one point, but I wasn't sure exactly how. Uh, liberally, we were uh, addressing the, the Cincinnati draft. I love that. Yeah, That's great. That's, that's a great. good pick. Somebody take Trevor Hoffman. Is there anything inevitable? Yeah. Is there anything more inevitable than that at some point, Kyle Schwarber will be a Cincinnati Red? It's going to have to be late in his career when he's not uh, getting paid what teams are going to give him right like now. He's going to look like the Lammer. Yeah. <laughs> Baker from. The natural, like Calvin Pickering out there, yeah. The Kool Aid man just busting through the dugout. <laughs> All right, oh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last two picks, Chad and I both have third base. We've been beating around the bush here, but you know, gentlemen, my team is my Reds Hall of Fame, and it needs to tell the story of this franchise. It's not about who they are as a person; it's about what they did on the field. So with the last pick of my draft, I am going to take Peter Edward Rose. Almost Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Brock, the, the Brock Purdy of all-time Reds, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. uh, before I enter it, this is Pete Rose Sr. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a good, good question. Thanks for clarifying. Yes. Uh, see, if you'd been thinking Steven you could Larkin. You could have had Stephen Larkin. You could have had Pete Rose Jr. You should have been. You should have gone with that. But you didn't have a strategy. You didn't think it out ahead of time like the rest of us did. <laughs> All right, Chad. All take right. us home. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I wondered whether anyone would have the uh, you know the, the stones to uh, take Pete Rose because yeah, you know, he's, he's Pete Rose. But you know, it's a fantasy team. So it's the beer talking. I guess. Um, no, we still have a few hours of dry January here. So, um, <laughs> gross, which doesn't say much that I'm completely sober in the team that I've drafted here. Um, <laughs> well, all right, so my final we're pick. Record this again your, tomorrow. Your, your team took the most possible pre planning. <laughs> you, you are pulling more out here than I could have ever possibly come up with on the spot. So, I, that's I, that's that, 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 that's effort. I tip a cap. Yeah, well, tip a cap. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep. So uh, there was only one way this could end, um, and I'm glad that I got the final, the last pick uh, of the draft. So that I could, t I was going to take this guy in the in the final round anyway. I'm glad it's the last overall. It is um, the the third baseman for that uh, started at third base for the Reds in the first time game I ever saw in Cincinnati. Um, first time I ever walked into Riverfront Stadium, and I'll just I will I literally as long as I live, um, will never forget looking up at that uh, beautiful scoreboard. And seeing uh, penciled in at third base, Wayne Krenchicki. <laughs> Wayne Krenchicki. I, I held a grudge against Wayne Krenchicki for many years. Um, 
because he was in the lineup instead of Johnny Bench because Johnny Bench had moved to third base at that point. Oh, that's right. Those eight, poor knees. Yeah. Yeah. Eight eight year old Chad was had heard all the all the adults talking about. Well, everybody here on this dumb show, if you listen, you've heard me tell this dumb story, but I hated that guy. So I've forgiven him and uh, rest in peace. I don't want to speak ill of the, of the dead. Uh, he passed away and um, not too long ago. So Wayne Krenchicki will uh, will round up my fabulous fabulous team. Just beautiful work right there. Um, there are probably too many players for us to run through and list our entire rosters, but we will try to get these up on the social medias should, so y'all can we, vote. Sorry to interrupt, but should we briefly talk about some of the players that weren't picked? Absolutely, that was where I was going next. Any honorable yeah. mentions that y'all want yeah. to uh, y'all want to throw out there? Wick, you got somebody in mind? Yeah, I went I went all outfield to start with, and I looked up midway through, and I was like, I could have had Dave Parker in my lineup. And how do you? Mm-hmm. The greatest nickname in the history of baseball, the Cobra. Just how, how did I? How did nobody pick the Cobra? I should have picked the Cobra. Uh, I got second Skip, greatest second greatest nickname. I've got Skip Schumacher as my DH though, so I'm I'm comfortable with it. But. I could add the Cobra in there somewhere. Yeah. You didn't get the true creature, though. <laughs> Speaking of outfielders that didn't get drafted, uh, George Foster. Ooh. A lot of homers there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed Roush. Ed Roush, for sure. For my generation. Reggie Sanders and Jay Brush. Jay, Jay Brush. Jay Bruce. Jay Brush. They got, Jay, Br- uh, Jay Brush was good. They were on my list. Cesar so, Geronimo. Ed Klazuski wasn't taken. Brandon Big Phillips. I thought for sure BP would be picked at second base. I was uh, going no, through and looking up some rankings of just the best Reds players in each position, and I found an old article Chad wrote in 2016 where it was right after the – a little blurb from right after the Brandon Phillips acquisition, and he said uh, Wayne Krisky's, um hopes of having an all-middle infield roster is still alive. I was like, is history just <laughs> repeating itself? Living the dream. The dream. Uh, we had no Daisy. Nick Crow. We had no Davey. No Davey. Yeah. Yeah, that no is Davey. crazy. Who are our shortstops? Goodness. Well, Ellie, Matt McClain, yeah, and Larkin, and I don't know who if, else. But, yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> no Davey. We went uh, offense. Some starting pitchers, um, you know, mentioned Cueto, Mario Soto, and Johnny Vandermeer. Soto, to me. yeah. Sonny Gray. Yeah. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray had an argument. Epirixi. Epirixi. Yule Blackwell, the whip. Jim O'Toole. Jim O'Toole. Hated that guy. What a, what a tool. <laughs> All right. I think we have gone sufficiently off the rails. Thank you, yeah. everyone, for uh, coming out to the riverfront and hanging out with us during this draft. Um, before we head out of here, Wick, do you want to um, give us any parting words of wisdom? Or at the very least, please shout out your socials and where people can find you. Uh, I was going to say Rolando Rooms that also uh, not get drafted today uh, as well. But um, – yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Wick Terrell, at Red Reporter as well. We've kind of been in a slumber session over the course of the winter, in part because I have not been slumbering with uh, my my baby in the house. Uh, I hope she is going to be old enough to be crawling soon, which means she'll be tired and then sleeping, and I will be back to writing more about the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, hope is a terrible thing to bank on, which is why I've been frustrated with what the Reds have been up to for the last 27 years. Um Anyway, you can find me there. Read me at redreporter.com. I won't hype all the other stuff that I'm doing right now yet because it's got so many glitches. But next time I'm on here, maybe I will do that. Uh, but you can find me there for the time being. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, whenever you get those glitches worked out, just let me know. You're welcome on the show anytime. So we'd love to have you back and appreciate you coming on. Chris, thank you for joining us. Well, man, uh, you got some pretty fun stuff going on these next couple of days. 
I am. We, uh, my sons and I and a couple of friends are headed down to Miami uh, tomorrow afternoon to head to the Caribbean World Series. We're going to catch four games in two days down there. Um, just still trying to see the rosters trickling out. Um, we were hoping that Acuna was going to play for uh, Venezuela, but Yasiel Puig has been added to the team. Uh, and uh, uh, Ozzy Guillen is the manager. So, And uh, our friend uh, Yadier Molina will be managing the Puerto Rican team. With his brother as assistant coaches. So did I did I see somewhere that uh Hector Rodriguez, Reds Prospect, just got added to Lise for the oh, series as well? I believe. Yeah. Awesome. I thought I yep. really, I check check me on that, but I swear I thought I saw that like right before I opted That's in cool. here. I, I saw, saw that on a graphic too. Yeah. I saw a guy named Henry Henry on one of the rosters, which sounds fun. <laughs> oh one other noteworthy name. I'm not sure if you saw it, but uh a little guy named Lisa Verto Bonilla. Oh, we'll be playing yeah. in the Caribbean series. Oh my! The, and some, the, somehow he ended up not your relief pitcher or your starting pitcher because he could have been either. You know, I just uh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> All right, we're gonna. What am I even doing? We're gonna re-record this. We'll start over. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Dad. Any parting words? Uh, Calvin Pickering was two hundred and eighty-three pounds. <laughs> Those are my parting words. Calvin Pickering. Calvin Pickering's underpants. <laughs> and that'll do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and supporting the Riverfront. Please go check out everything that we are doing on our YouTube channel and various podcasts. Um, loving the work coming out from the Late Night Reds guys, Joe and Greg over at the Bengals show. There's Riverfront U. We're recovering all the local Cincinnati area sports. And Seth Shaner at Red Leg Roundtable. Um, he started out with Eddie Tobinzi, then had Scott Hatterberg on there a couple weeks later, and he's got a couple other exciting things lined up. So keep your eye out for those on the Riverfront feed. Tell your friends. Get them to tell their friends. Tell their parents, who in turn, if they have friends, can tell those friends. Like us, follow us. We appreciate you. Shout out to Adam Dunn. Shout out to Lisa Alberto himself, Wayne Crenchicki, and Eli Cash. For Wig Terrell, for Chris Garber, Chad Dotson. So long, Cincinnati.